0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Welcome to Right Lane, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. Each week, Times reporter Lane DeGregory discusses her stories and answers your questions. The focus is on craft. My name's Maria Carrillo, and I'm the Enterprise Editor at The Times. Today's topic, the perfect pitch. So we both get asked a lot about how to pitch stories. What's the secret to getting an editor to get on board? And we have a lot of the same advice. So we thought we'd break it down for you. So we're going to take this by category. It really, for me, it starts with with the idea Um uh, obviously, a lot of this is the execution, but to to get somebody to get on board, you have to have a great idea. You have a, you have to have an idea that going in feels like it's worth the risk. So I know uh, years ago when I was working at the Virginian Pilot, uh, another editor and I named Bill Henry, we used to teach uh, other we used to teach editors about editing. and we talked about vetting ideas, and we try to get people to look at it through different lenses. So if you have an idea, here are some categories to think about. You know, what kind of impact is it going to have? What's the level of human interest? How much muckraking? How urgent is it? Does it have any surprise? Does it have potential for storytelling? Is there an emotional punch? Does it have historical weight? Is there any novelty to it? Has this been done before? So not that every story has to check every box. The only one that's ever done that, I think, in my career was 9-11. I don't think there's ever been another story that I felt like it checked every box. But if you know going in that it checks, checks a few of those boxes, then I think you have a better better idea. Um, or maybe it checks just one or two, but it's really, really good. You know the payback is going to be really good. right? Um, what do you look at in terms of the idea, right? Well, You're I thinking think about those kind of things too.
2: Exactly. And I think after 30 years, my, what, usually one of my first questions is, has it been done before? And if it has, it isn't always a deal breaker. It's sometimes more of a challenge of like, well, how can I do it differently? You know, like every year we're going to have to cover holidays. We're going to have to cover hurricanes. We're going to have to cover this, you know, there's a cycle to the stories. And so how can you do it differently? I think that's that's been something, especially in the latter part of my career, I've been really focused on. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, asking, having an editor help me ask through those questions is really helpful to before you even uh, decide if you're going to do the story or not, you know.
1: And and thinking through is this an individual is an i is, is it an issue? How tightly are you focusing? What's the potential for videos, for audio, for graphics? How you know how? What's 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 really there? What's what's the po- what are the possibilities? Um, and an, access
2: can right. you get in? I right. mean that's that's a thing I think. Um, We had a guest today we were talking to, and you can pitch an idea without access, but I think in order to get a buy-in, you have to be able to say, yes, I do. I landed this interview. I got these documents, whatever it is.
1: So that leads us to, so another thing you need to be looking for in terms of the idea, if you're going to pitch an idea, is really interesting characters, and a big part of that is access. It's, you know, you, if they're not going to let you in, and you've done some of these stories where people didn't want to let you in, and they're really hard, and, you know, it's a mountain to climb, and sometimes you're only going to get so much because they don't they don't want to let you in. So flawed characters are great. Flawed flawed characters are human. I mean, that's exactly, you know, what you want. You want people who who are going to cut themselves open for you, right? Um so that every time I'm thinking about an idea, um and you're always thinking this way, you know, who who's the character? Who who's who's going to be the lens through which we see this story?
2: Right? And if you can't get the main person, I think I didn't you, you helped me figure this out. Sometimes there's other ways into that person. There's stakeholders around that person. There's a mother, a husband, a friend, a neighbor, a kid, or somebody else that can get you into that main character. So if, you don't have to, like, abandon your idea or your pitch if you can't get the main character, but I think you do have to figure out how are you going to get to that person if they don't want to talk to you.
1: Or the interest, more interesting idea might be the other person. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember one you did on um, – a family where one of the kids had cancer, but you didn't do the kid with cancer and you didn't do the parents. You did the other kids. You did the siblings who had to grow up kind of taking, being sick and playing second fiddle to the poor kid who had cancer.
2: Right. And all their lives were impacted right. in ways nobody thought or cared about, except for it was so dramatically wrenching for them.
1: So with the idea again, you know, because no matter how well you execute it, if the idea doesn't have a lot going for it, um, you're going to have a harder time convincing uh, your editor to go along with it. And even if you do convince them, it's not going to be as strong. So so really vet that idea heavily. And one of the things I tell people to look for is verbs, not nouns, right? So in other words, don't write about homelessness. Write about being addicted. Um, we both, we were laughing about people who come in and um, uh, come into your office and they they have this sort of sweeping topic that they want to dive into, and it's enormous. You know, I had I had somebody once say, I want to write about the state of black men in America. Well, yeah, there's only like 20,000 books that have been written about that, but what exactly are you talking about? You know, like, how how do you narrow it in? What And what is it specifically? Where's, where's the story, really, that you're trying to tell?
2: Well, and I think it helps to have an editor work you through this, but also on your own when you're thinking of an idea like, okay, I'm going to write about, Climate change. Okay. What characters can tell that story? Not the issue, but like what characters could take you on a guide be your guide through that, you know? Right. I, I, I try to I tend to really gravitate toward thinking about characters rather than ideas or issues. Um and I know push the other the, direction. Well, but then you come to the issue
1: maybe. Right. You know, you might find the character and then that reveals something about a broader issue, right? Exactly. And some people come out it the other way. And if you come out it the other way, still If you're going to do climate change, then again, think about what story can you do that has impact? Where's the human interest? Where's the muckraking potential? You know, where's the emotional punch going to be in these stories? Uh, You know, if you go through those categories in your head as you're thinking through possible ideas, it'll help you sort of get to ones that you know are going to have some kind of impact at the end of the day.
2: And it also helps to illuminate even the most driest subjects if you have someone who's super passionate about it. Right. You know, like maybe I don't give a darn about climate change, but if I find a ferryboat captain who can't get through the the channel anymore because the tide is rising, you know, if someone cares, finding a stakeholder who cares makes your idea pop that much more, I think.
1: You know, one of my my favorite stories I've ever worked on was uh, a series we did back at the pilot about... An impact crater in the Chesapeake Bay. So there's a big hole in the Chesapeake Bay, right? Nobody knows this has happened because it happened. I uh, wonder, was it, 65 million years ago, right? It's also the, the the oldest story that I've ever been a part of. I think, um, but anyway, um, and there's a scientist who discovers it. He's the one that gets obsessed with. There must be a crater in the middle of the Chesapeake Bay because. It's affecting the groundwater you know and he's doing soil samples and so you know the story leads in with this meteor cutting through uh through space and landing in the middle of the chesapeake bay and how it it tore everything up and then everything went back to normal and then all these years passed and nobody knew about this thing until dave powers dug a hole and now suddenly you have this guy who you're invested in and this enormous story becomes really inviting because it's it's not this hard-to-reconcile idea. It's like, here's this person, and he's going to take us through, right? This guy has a lot at stake, so and yeah. all of a sudden you care. You right. Um, one of the other things that we're always looking for is tension. You know, does your idea have tension? Is there something, you know, without tension... It, you just there's just not, keep it really short, right? Because if there's no tension, um, there's no reason to keep me in, I'm not going to stay interested. And I, I joke that if you imagine the sound of music without Nazis, think about that for a minute, okay? Um, suddenly, it's not nearly as interesting, right? And I love the sound of music, but the Nazis make the sound
2: of music. You have to have antagonists right. for your protagonists to to triumph, Right. I mean, I think too, I, I like to have that question, you know, and I don't type out proposals to you anymore, but when I put a budget line in, I often want to say like, why did this happen? Or what's going to happen next? Or like some kind of question that I, is going to propel right. the readers forward, you right.
1: know. And you come in with a zillion ideas. So Lane Lane comes in and, and she looks a little bit like a bag lady just for those. And she's ripped out all these pieces of paper. She'd be the first one to tell you this. She writes on napkins. She writes on all these little pieces of paper. She pulls out these little pieces of paper. She said, how about this? and a lot of the times it's you know what do you think let's 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 think this one through so what could we possibly get from this particular idea and that's where i think this vetting process goes it's like okay how much uh oh, there's some potential there give it a little rope go out see if it's there and then a lot of times we shift gears if it's maybe it's there maybe it's not there or you know we I, I don't know if we talked about it here on the podcast at one point. You were going to do a story about women who were trying to stay, save strippers, but then they didn't want to let you go to the strip club.
2: So, like, what the hell? That's a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no area on that one. Uh, yeah, so. Um, <laughs> but I'm also lucky because you trust me. I mean, I feel like a lot of our listeners out there might be struggling with editors who they want to do some bigger idea or bigger project and they haven't had that buy-in because they're covering a beat or they're going to a city council meeting or whatever. So, you know, I think if you're pitching a bigger thing that you want um, extra time or space or guidance on, you have to have a little bit more reported than than what a lot of things, the scraps of paper i throw in your lap you know <laughs> that's true because we can talk it through and we can
1: but you know you're you and i are both doing those things in our head we're anticipating is there a character in there somewhere is there some action that you're going to see are there things action by the way okay so action is one of the things we're always looking for um what we can i watch yes. actually
2: happen versus what am i going to have to recreate happening right?
1: And recreating is, is fine. fine. We do that too, but it's fun. Yeah, not as fun.
2: (laughs) And, and of course, I mean, putting
1: you in the middle of something, you're, you're able to sort of sweep the scene and bring so many more details back than trying to draw that out of people who may not be really storytellers, right? Um, So action uh, is definitely one of those things we're looking for. Um, Some kind of resolution, right? So again, all these things are about Your idea. Before you make the pitch, are you thinking through this idea? Are you are you really sort of attacking it and trying to poke holes into it before you try to pitch it to an editor?
2: And turn it over and tumble it around and think about it from all different directions. Right. So we're also you have to care. I think that's the other thing. I've talked to plenty of young reporters who think it would be really cool because they should do a story about something that they think is important, but they don't really care about. So I think you know before you go pitch.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: Something just that you want to do, make sure you, not only that you care about it, but why do you want to tell it? You know, have right. that really clear in your head about why you want to tell that story.
1: Um, in thinking about a resolution, um, it's not that it's black and white resolution. It's not that, like, they lived happily ever after. In fact, I I don't know about you, I I, I love the shade of gray ending. I love an ending that leaves me as the reader still thinking about it and wondering what might happen next. You know, it's like leave room for dessert. You know, don't um and I and I think when we're coming up, we're kind of taught th- this feeling of like, oh, we've got to it's got to have this tidy
2: put a bow on it. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: we're going to a little the, you know, and this this oh, and that's what happened and everything's done. And yet, so many things in life are messy and we're only there for a minute, right? And we so but but you have to have some sense of ending. So what is it? Where's this story going to go? What do you want readers to take away or remember from it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other thing, again, this is all under the, on the guise of thinking about your idea before you even pitch it, okay? Thinking it through, um, trying to, to really attack the idea. We are always looking for a broader theme. We want some, this is the story of this particular individual, but what is it, how is it going to connect to a broader audience? Um. And you're thinking about that all the time. You're thinking about that even as your, even with your scrap of paper. You know? Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. And and we talk about that. Like, I think this is about hope, or is it about doubt, or is it about guilt, or like this one of those big, broader things. 90% of like,
1: Lane's stories are about hope. Hope, that's really it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, I, and I you know, I think also um, putting, how, trying to decide how important these things are to you, yourself, too. Like, I used to work with this. Older man, he was in his 80s when he was still a bureau reporter. And every morning he would call in on the story pitch conference and he'd be like, I have the best story in the history of the world. And that's just about, you know, the janitor at this courthouse or something, you know, but have, have your own idea of like what's really important or what's really exciting, you know. Um, n- and not everything should be pitched at this, with the same amount of fervor.
1: <laughs> well, and that's, that's when I mean, I certainly play off of you. Like if you're coming in and you're so excited about something, you really. You're seeing the potential, then it gives me a lot more faith that we're jumping into
2: something that's worthwhile, right? I also think if if you're looking for like, you should know, like, at the beginning to tell your editor, like, I'm going to need a week for this. Or I'm going to need a month for that. And I'm knowing that's going to shift and change. But you you should know when you're pitching a story, right? You would mm-hmm. want to know how what is going to be mm-hmm. invested in this. Do I need tra- time? Do I need to travel? Do I need, you know, what kind of um, art or audio or video is going to be possible with that, you know?
1: And we're talking, you know, so the perfect pitch, of course. And I think a, th- a lot of times we're thinking about the big project. But for me as an editor, um, a, lot of th- a lot of this really depends on the person who's making the pitch, too. I'm certainly looking at the idea and how good the idea is. But uh, first thing I'm thinking is, can you be trusted? Are you the kind of reporter who's, who's, who's really slow? Are you sloppy? Um, have you done the small things really well? You know, do I feel like you really deserve this opportunity? Do you have good relationships around the room? Are people other people going to be invested with you? I mean, you know, when Lane goes into a story, the photography staff is like, oh, "Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't be more excited to go out with her because they know what she's going to help deliver." Right? Um, but so, I, if if you're a young reporter, or or even if you're a frustrated reporter and you've been doing this a long time, if you're not doing the smaller stuff but well, then. I I can guarantee you your editor is going to be dubious about a big idea and whether to trust you with it.
2: Well, and also the really good editors, I think, can take those really big ideas and spin them into a daily and then see where you go from there too. That's true. And and give you you a chance to start out and take a little nugget of it, you know, or a a super tight frame of it.
1: So one of the things I tell people is, you know, so we we talked about these things that you want to be looking for an idea. Do some homework. Do some pre-reporting, but not too much pre-reporting. Because I hate when people fall in love with their idea, because then you feel like a real meanie <laughs> to come in and say, you know, I'm just not, I'm not even in like with that idea, <laughs> you know. So it's like, don't get so into you got, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's thousands of great stories out there, right? So um, if if I and this is the actually this is the process I follow. So I'm asking, where are the characters? What do you? What's the best story you think we're going to be able to get out of this? Where's the tension? What do you, is there anything to watch? If you come back and you start telling me, no, there's nothing to watch, well, there's not really much tension, then, you know, no, I don't really want to invest a lot of time in that, you know? Um, you're doing a story right now about a guy who um, has just been working with um, disabled kids for his whole career, and he's getting ready to retire, and Lane pitched that story to me, and I said, <laughs> I'm like, totally not interested, but she's like, give me a day. I just want a day with this guy. Like, all right, do a day. We can do a day. It's like no harm, no foul. It's not it's not gonna cause you know, it's not gonna take us away from anything really big. But you know, it's not a project by any means. Uh but she's earned that right. I mean, you know, I can trust her to, to say, yeah, we don't think this has this has some qualities, but it doesn't have a ton of qualities. I need a happy story. You needed a- <laughs> yeah, be- something for the holidays. She's been Instead not I'll working I'll be dead, on happy story <laughs>
2: Um
1: I would say, you know, it's better to attack the idea than the story later, right? Um, I hate that feeling as an editor, and I'm sure you hated it as a reporter. When you turn something in that you've worked really hard on, and then it feels like all we're doing is tearing it apart. Um, And it's just like you're bleeding right there on the table. Um, I just hate, I hate that experience. You know, we
2: can flip this on the other side, too, because... you know if your editor gives you a pitch that you don't like you can prosecute your editor's pitch too you know that's a good point talk, talk back ask questions persecute it you know mm-hmm. that's persecute a, it prosecute, prosecute it, it. <laughs> you can persecute it Sorry.
1: too um so uh the process again right you're doing a little bit of homework you're coming in you've got all these pieces you think might work right um tell your editor what you're thinking before you take it any further, right? We hate surprises. Absolutely hate surprises. <laughs> um, I was going to share this 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 wonderful reporter I've worked with over the years, a couple times. Um, brilliant guy. Uh, but one day he shows him in my office with his editor, and they've got a three part series they've pitched at me, and they've and they've written it all out. I know nothing about this, so suddenly I'm reading this thing, and I go through this process, and I start asking questions, and I'm like not an idea that people aren't already behind, you know, what we're trying to prove with this pitch. Don't even need to prove that pitch because it's already happening. You know, I just wasn't invested in it. And by the time we were done talking, we had not only turned it into one story, but we turned it into something completely different because that was where there was more tension. That was where there was something, um, some characters that could, he could really get at. Um, So again, it's like, boy, that feels like a waste of time to put too much energy in something until you've at least had an early conversation.
2: Well, and you can practice your pitches before you go to your editors, too. I mean, I I have friends who aren't journalists and lots of friends who are journalists, and I I talk through most of those ideas with them before I dump those scraps of paper on you. You know, like, would you be interested in this? Is this something you talk about or you've heard before? You know, and you can sort of vet it preliminarily or practice your pitch right. you know before especially if you don't normally have access to a higher up wonderful editor
1: well and you and you're willing to i mean you're you're pitching with the idea that okay help me think through is this what is this one worth and if it's not worth a whole lot yeah cast it aside if it's worth a day it's worth a day if it's worth a couple weeks it's worth a couple weeks but the you know when you're saving the really strong pitches for the ones that you i know you already in your head have thought through the possibilities and what what might be there
2: well, and I think having other people's minds around it too helps. Like the other day when we had our meeting and we had a a pitch from our publisher, basically about a news story that had happened in a lawsuit, and we went around the block back again about, well, maybe we shouldn't do it about the victim or about the the mother of the victim. Maybe we should about the lawyer who's taking on this case. You know, like which made it more interesting. Which was a whole different perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it helped. But it helped. We had what five people in the room mm-hmm. till we got to that idea.
1: Um, here at the times, uh, you know, when it comes to the point of getting to a project level, um, we like project memos, you know, like, because it's a quick way to get everybody on the same page. And I also think it's a good way to get you as the reporter to think about what you're really pitching. You know, if you have to put it down into something concise, um, you know, what is this, what, what are we really going to get out of this? And, and here's what I want to see in a project memo. I, I want you to explain to me why it's worth the effort. I want to know what it's going to cost. In time and energy and resources, in worst case scenario, I want to know what's the best story we're going to come away with. Right? And the if you're asking for a lot of time and energy, it's really got to be a big payback. I mean, I think that's probably true in every newsroom today.
2: And I think I feel like most of the big projects I've worked on, it's been like, oh, maybe we'll work on this for a month or six weeks and then four months, and then six months, you know, you don't project always have creep. to ask, yeah, you don't have project <laughs> creep, you don't have to always ask for the moon, you know, you can, you can shoot for a, a falling star.
1: But, but things evolve too, right? Absolutely. Right, so things change, but at least, um, and that's, that's a discussion you have as you go along, and of course, again, if you have a lot of faith in the reporter, you can let them, you know, keep giving them string, and keep giving them string, um, but, it, I, I, at the beginning, before you know, we set you loose before you're off and running. I'd like to at least know what's the what's the minimum we're going to get out of this thing, right?
2: Do you like when people bring um, photographs, or even if it's like a cell phone picture to show you when they're making a picture? I pitch? love when
1: they bring stuff. I do. I think it's um, it helps. You know, I mean, just I mean, you're you're always cutting shit out of paper out of like things you've seen. Look at this guy, and it's like, okay, I mean, Lane knows how to work at people. <laughs> Um so what, what let's see what haven't we covered that's i mean like so really you know prosecute the idea and oh and then vice versa if your editors trying to sell you on something that wasn't the point of this one but
2: <laughs> and and if, if you really 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 care about it just take no and go back to your desk and bring it up 6 months later when you've had a little more time to or, think about yeah, it or maybe from a different report it or from a different perspective yeah right. you don't have to necessarily be you know abandon it entirely you know yeah
1: but, okay, hope, hope that's helpful. Um, if you have any questions about this topic for her, for me, you know, let us know. Or if you want to suggest a podcast topic. Pitch uh, us an idea. You can pitch <laughs> us an idea. Email it to rightlane at tampabay.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-L-A-N-E at tampabay.com. Join us next week on Wednesday morning for the next podcast. This podcast was produced by Martha ancensio Rhine. Music was composed and performed by Dan DeGregory. Thanks for listening.